0: Welcome back to The Lost Previews, where we talk about the preview chapters of The Lost Metal, book four in Mistborn Era Two. I am Danielle, also known as Candy, and with me is Marvin. Hi, I'm Felio. Uh, today, we have chapters 16, 17, and 18. And it's looking like this may be our last episode of The Lost Previews until the book comes out, because Paleo and I will be at Dragonsteel Con
1: Yay. this
0: uh, next upcoming week. Very exciting.
1: Yeah. So if they bring out another chapter next week, we don't know, because it could be, because they come out on Mondays, and then we, the book comes out on Tuesday, so they might release another one. We won't be covering that, unfortunately.
0: But without further ado, we'll get into it um, again. There will be greater Cosmere spoilers, as usual. So, yep. chapter 16. Paleo, take us away.
1: Sure. So, chapter 16 is another Wayne chapter, and we pick up where we left off last time. So, these yeah, accountants, basically, they turn out to actually be accountants, have taken him to their office, and they work for the firm Call and son and daughter's accountant estate, and they're telling him about his fortune and how much he has mass at this point, which at this point is over 20 million in their currency. So presumably boxings, I think is what it's called. The main denomination of the currency. And yeah, they basically tell him or urge him to change up his portfolio because he has a lot of high risk investments and they want him to yeah, put his money to work. And yeah, he puts on one of their heads because of course it's Wayne. And so he, and a head helps him getting into another person's mind and so he takes up or puts on one of their hats and goes into account mode, basically, and like thinks about what he could do. He decides to find a citywide noseball league uh, with stadiums and everything that's like, yeah part of a proper sports league, I guess. And they just then try to discuss more better matters with him, but he just power through them, like he goes over them, "No, I don't want to do that, no, 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 yes, and all that. And then he tries to put himself into the mind of Ariandra, the girl he's always been visiting, and he comes to the conclusion that he must stop visiting her and instead arranges for payments to be made in his name monthly so he doesn't have to deliver any more the money, but somebody else does it for him. Yeah, and that's where we leave him.
0: <laughs> so they were actual accountants.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was continuing his funeral. Mm-hmm. Kind of role playing. <laughs> wow. Uh, millionaire Wayne, huh? Who'd have thought? I, uh, <laughs> I, I like how all
1: these little details that we learn about his investments, like that he was helping out Sophie Tassel, this uh, daughter, I think, of this um, inventor who uh, mm-hmm. invented lots of or uh, developed a lot of the electricity equipment and like the light bulb, I think, and everything. So. Yeah, it's nice to see him support that. And also that he had like a sort of affordable housing program and everything. It's just nice to see that he puts his mind to good work. But just the fact that he has such an amount of money is (laughs) mind-blowing.
0: I love that he has a huge car collection. Like (laughs) now he's looking at convertibles or maybe just not convertibles, but cars without like the Mm -hmm. roof on them. I don't know if they can actually have a roof, but... (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yeah, I love that the accounts also ask him like, how much should we buy or how, uh, which percent or what percentage of the company should we buy when he tells them to buy a new car? Like they don't mm-hmm. buy just buy a car. They just buy a stake in the company and get a car mm-hmm. that way. That's so, yeah, I like the the humor there of like these financial types, <laughs> yeah,
0: and I love that he is starting this noseball league. and I wonder what they're going to rename it to because they were talking about renaming it. Yeah, but I kind of like noseball. It it's, just sounds like a kind of a brutal, fun <laughs> <yeah>. sport. <laughs> yeah, I just picture people's like nose breaking all the yeah, time. Yeah, Maybe
1: it's rugby like or like foot, American football like. Mm. I could see that being the case. Yeah, and I also love that he. I assume or I hope that we are going to see this noseball league like being the big thing in Era Three. That it's like the Premier League or whatever of yeah noseball or in on schedule. I really love that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) It's really fun to listen to them talking about Wayne, like he's some kind of entrepreneurial genius. (laughs) And he's just like, um, you know, just spouting things off that he has off the top of his head. And they're like, oh, yes, we should. (laughs) It's just neat that, that we're seeing it like kind of come to pass because sport professional sports is such a big thing in our cu- culture mm-hmm. today so it's something that's normal to us but how did those come about <laughs> how did they initiate like a national league or you know a city-wide league or octant-wide league
1: yeah yeah definitely and i don't know it just this chapter has been a lot of fun like the, all the other Wayne <laughs> chapters were a little more of a downer i feel like because of the way he like he broke up and then like talking mm-hmm. like, the Jaxie and Renet conversation wasn't that bad, but yeah, and this one was a more classically Wayne chapter. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I really like that. But I do wonder, like, is, as you said, he is some sort, or he seems to be some sort of genius in that regard. And I do wonder whether he somehow has access, has access to fortune, or also with a trick with putting on the hat. That he has -hmm. some sort of identity thing that he's doing or connecting to them somehow. So, like, does he have more ferrochemical abilities than just his healing? Mm -hmm. Is what I wonder because you can't, uh, you could luck into all those investments, but we have a magical mechanic for, or Mm -hmm. mechanism for becoming more lucky, as far as we know at least. So, maybe.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about that. I kind of like the idea of Wayne just being like a secret genius though.
1: I mean, yeah, that would also like the fitting for Wayne. I just think.
0: just the way that he can, like how Jaxi said, he can put himself into other people's shoes. He has this unique ability and he even teaches the Chandra who mm-hmm. that's like their whole existence is, you know, becoming someone else. And he teaches, you know, Milan how to do her accent and stuff. So he's just, very good at this, and so by putting himself into an accountant's perspective or putting himself into you know a sports spectator perspective, he can kind of see what people would like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of just like him to be just some normal but prodigy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it could also be the case. Um, just knowing Brent, it, it might be something going on there. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Another investment that I found quite interesting is that, like, when they ask him, Have you yet confirmed with Vexillium that he understands he signed away likeness rights to you in that deal?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I had no idea what that was referring yeah. to. <laughs> so,
1: I, I mean, this is just a theory, but we have warps that there will be Wax and Wayne comics, more or less, in Era 3. Oh. And I wonder like if. Like, Gentleman
0: that's... Adventure yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah, exactly.
1: Basically, like that. And. I wonder if that's, like, if Wade actually started that, that would be so, it would be hilarious, I think, if he, like, is the one who, yeah, you can have the rights to, to, um, <laughs> to draw Wax on me.
0: <laughs> it it makes me wonder how he got Wax's permission, because they were, like, confirming that he was aware that that's what he signed away. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Wayne just, like, tricked him into signing something. <laughs> I could see that happening.
1: Yeah. I could also see him just faking or like uh, forging the signature. <laughs> I mean, like he puts yeah. on one of Rex's heads or his dust or whatever, and okay, I can perfectly imitate his signature. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we have a lot of uh, hints here for what we could expect in Era Three, like comics or and the Noseball League. I think um, mm-hmm. Wayne will have a hand there. <laughs>
0: and and the um, money and grants he's giving to this inventor. Mm-hmm. That will definitely be, I mean, we've seen it all throughout the series of uh, technological advancements, so it's exciting and it kind of makes me wonder if era th- era three is not like just going to very quickly arrive rather than take, you know, 300 years.
1: Oh yeah, I think it's like, we're talking 100 years at most mm. um, for them to reach that sort of level of technology. like. We are in early or late 19th century, early 20th century Mm -hmm. with with Era 2. And so Bren has said before that Era 3 would be about 1980s. So yeah, under 100 years, Mm -hmm. I think is very fair to
0: say. One thing we do need to talk about is Alriandra, how he decided to deal with what Jaxi was suggesting to him about how he deals with her so instead of he decides instead of going and delivering the money to her directly, that he would set up kind of like a trust fund or an account mm-hmm. where they could automatically send the payments to her. And he did this, like, kind of I don't know, he implied that she was his mistress, I think, or maybe he didn't imply that, but that's what the accountants mm, yeah. assumed, that's what they thought, yeah. um, because uh he mentioned that she has a kid now and all the stuff so they're like oh we can be discreet about it and <laughs> i don't like that yeah no, no no i mean he, he's trying to go in the right direction but he's doing this in maybe he doesn't realize uh, what it will seem like
1: yeah um, i think his desire to want to like make reparations for it is very understandable and like it's a good step in the right direction that he stops making them personally the deliveries but yeah it's like because he still wants them to like he still says that it, that it should be delivered the money so whoever delivers it in the end will mm-hmm. probably have the wrong idea of what this is about mm-hmm. and that might not end well for him definitely
0: so uh we'll we'll see what what wayne's up to and he does show up in these next few chapters too so did you have anything else to say about Chapter 16?
1: Good to see that Chexy's, like thoughts had some influence on him. That was mm-hmm. nice to see that he did reconsider it with Ariandra, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's about it
0: for me. Chapter 17. So, this is a Steris point of view. Uh, they uh, It kind of shows up right after the explosion. Steris is urging everybody to put protective gear and masks on, even though she she worries what they're going to think about her, kind of, but she, you know, Wax kind of lets her do her thing and she really appreciates that. Explosion just destroyed everything and Steris is thinking about all of the things that she'll have to reorder immediately. And uh, Wax goes over to the safe box and finds Harmonium still lining the box. It's like splattered against the box. Vendel, the Chandra, is speculating that the explosion of the Trellium and Harmonium together turned the metal, kind of converted it immediately into energy, or maybe the investiture immediately into energy, which was kind of a huge explosion. So Vendel gives a lecture about basically the makeup of the universe, the cosmere, how it's matter, energy and investiture. And then he leaves to discuss with Harmony about what his later role is going to be. And then the group talks about whether or not the set may have already come across this in their own experiments. And then Wax, as he's cleaning up the harmonium, another explosion happens. He gets blown across, but stairs thinks, oh, it's great because his apron that I had him wear protected his, his expensive vest. And uh, then they decide to go away from the lab and talk about their discoveries over some tea. And that is the end of chapter seventeen. I laugh, laugh, laugh that we have a Sarah's POV finally.
1: (laughs) That should already took us what three books and a bit. (laughs) And yeah, I really like seeing her perspective. And uh, so we know from Mops that she is on the autism spectrum, and I think that comes across really well here. And it's not done in in an insensitive way, like in. Mm. Elantris, we had this character Aideen, or Aideen, or whatever it's pronounced, however it's pronounced, uh, who brand intended to be autistic, and that it was a very stereotypical sort of mm-hmm. representation, and I think he's come a long way <laughs> since then, and this is a lot better. Yeah. Mm.
0: I really actually found myself relating a lot to Sturrus in this, because I'm very similar, at least in terms of planning and thinking about safety, and and I don't want to be the you know, bah humbug of the group or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like (laughs) telling people to put their safety masks on or anything, but, you know, she's very practical and it's very, uh, good compliment to how Wax is, who is kind of do first and think about it later. So (laughs) it's kind of nice to see their relationship growing, even just in how they interact with each other.
1: Oh yeah. And I think contrasting the wax povs where he thinks about steris and now steris thinking about him i really love how adoring and loving they are of each other and like mm-hmm. they both acknowledge that they are different in these in this way like well wax is so much more let's go in and do something kind of person and how they're accepting of of that for each other and actually love that about each other like Wex really loves this, that Steris always plans ahead and is prepared for every situation. And Steris loves this, yeah, adv- going in, in on an adventure. And like, she thinks about how mm-hmm. she'd rather go in with him, knowing she might get in danger, just knowing he will be, or like what he's up to. And I, I really like that, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think she said something about how she feels more scared when she's not with mm-hmm. him than when she is with him getting shot at. Yeah. <laughs> This experiment had some interesting revelations about investiture and matter and energy. And I love that Vendel is here because he mm-hmm. can explain it to us, <laughs> yeah. although not quite enough, but brought up some interesting theories.
1: I, I could read an entire book that is just Vendel giving lectures and like having pithy remarks coming in from the sides of someone's like, I also love how Stira says, yeah, you can buy my skull if you want after I'm dead. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. need it anymore. <laughs> like... How Always we,
0: pragmatic. yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, Vendela speaks for matter of fact in everything, and yeah, but still is funny in a way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this meta energy investiture sort of equivalence, we've seen or had this confirmed before in wops pretty much, and we've seen some glimpses of it in, I guess, Rhythm of War a little bit. But mm-hmm. this is the first time we really in-world get somebody really put down the groundwork and say, yeah, these are like energy and meta are equivalent in our world on in yeah in our reality they are in the mm. cosmere in addition to investiture, so that's very neat to see
0: <laughs> it's interesting because we like automatically you think of e equals m c squared mm-hmm. and that's where my mind went to oh, immediately yeah. <laughs> so how does investiture play into this that's um we have to see some other examples of this reaction happening so that we can kind of get an idea of how investiture amplifies the effect of energy and matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we have seen something sim- uh, something similar happen before in Rhythm of War when this um, void light sphere or anti-void light sphere exploded because it came into contact mm. with regular void light, which is, so, uh, is basically like meta and antimatter annihilating each other, that also release a lot of energy, and so that makes me wonder whether what this experiment yielded is, like, is trillium somehow an alloy, actually, of anti-harmonium and something else? Mm. Or is trillium harmonium, this interaction, does it somehow just trigger this conversion into energy? Like, what's going on there? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I have I have absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even gonna pretend to know. <laughs> I was just thinking like it, does did this explosion like have any side effects like radiation <laughs> poisoning? Like I mean Steris has them put masks on and they're wearing these vests, which I don't know if the vests are leather or Probably, yeah. rubber or something, but they're definitely not lead lined.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I hadn't even considered that. That's really oh, oh Well, gosh.
0: I'm thinking about it in, in a in a way that they could use this as a practical use as a bomb. Mm-hmm. And you think about how bombs are done with you know atoms splitting mm-hmm. and coming together and splitting. So. This is obviously not a very safe thing, and Steris is very wise to have everybody kind of suit up in their PPE, but I don't know. And then they're worried about the set having their hands on this. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah.
1: Oh, I had the thinking about the radiation, hadn't even considered that that it could release some sort of yeah radiation, investiture radiation mm. or whatever, so...
0: Uh, Investiture radiation—that's <laughs> even worse. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it could—I don't. Uh, it depends on like if it's gamma radiation or whatever. Um, of course, of course, it could also go in a way like, oh no, it didn't. It didn't. Oh do yeah. That. But you know, I mean, it could just be like ignored.
1: <laughs> the idea that it could—they—they could be irradiated already, mm-hmm. radi- irradiated right now—is an an
0: excess I hadn't even considered it. Yeah. So. And Wax saw that there was dust. Um, and he made a mention of the dust and then he said, oh, it's probably what iron dust from the box. But it was kind of weird that he mentioned that. And I was like, what is this dust? Like, is yeah. this some kind of fallout or something from, what? you know, <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows, yeah. Uh, but I, I'd be surprised. Well, maybe it's just ordinary iron dust from from the, like the safe mm-hmm. box, but who knows, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Like I said before, I'm excited for Wendell to go along with Marasi so we can get more of mm. these Realmatic lectures. So, yeah. And I do not envy the arcanists who had to work on this book. Like the this group of people Brent announced some time ago that they would check mm. all the science in the book. And yeah, <laughs> they had their work cut out for them, I feel like
0: yeah i actually would love to be a fly on the wall of those discussions oh yeah i'm like i said i'm not a scientist but i've had you know the basics and physics and chemistry and everything so um, be really interesting yeah (laughs) uh did you have any other comments about chapter 17
1: um, one minor thing is that I really like that Steris has joined a book club apparently and like thinks about <laughs> <laughs> how she noticed some things there that like, what she does is sort of out of the ordinary and not everybody feels as anxious as she does all the time. Um, but there's just this detail that she is in a book club found it quite neat. Yeah. And maybe we'll see mm-hmm. a session.
0: <laughs> it's really nice to be in Steris' point of view in this chapter because you can see how she uh, feels about her sister who... As they were growing up they were kind of estranged and she thought maybe Marisi had this divide between them because she was illegitimate and uh, Starris was not and she's really happy that they can be sisters again basically that they have a stronger relationship now i thought that was really nice
1: yeah agreed yeah but i said before we never had a Starris POV so seeing that from her own thoughts rather than her saying it or whatever is Mm -hmm. pretty neat yeah (laughs)
0: Okie dokie. So, chapter 18, continuation, you can uh, give us our summary, please.
1: Yeah, sure. So, like we said, for chapter 17, they sit down to have some tea, and so Marasi cuddles up to Alik and Steris cuddles up to Wax, and Wax first tells him about his meeting with uh, this new ambassador, Dal, and Alik and Marasi sort of explain that, yeah, he was a very successful person in war in the southern continent so that's like a significant like thing why the southerners sent him they talk about what the south tries to signify with this change in ambassador then wayne arrives and he <laughs> promptly starts drinking from the teapot and like he complains that they exploded without him marasi then starts to outline her plan for getting into building like she wants them to pretend or one of them to pretend to be this uh, this cycle and to get in that way. So Vendel comes back and tells him that Harmony is very, very concerned about these developments with this experiment. And also that he, like it was made his primary mission to accompany Marasi. And he also says that Harmony is really frightened of this threat. So Wex starts to reconsider his reluctance to like talk to SayZet or Harmony through this ear ear oh, through his earring and like the note he sent him earlier. And yeah, then the group decides to split up, with Wax and Ceres staying behind in like Elendal and performing more research on Harmonium and Trillium, and Wayne, Marassi, and Vendel to go off to Bilming and do their plan there. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. where we leave them. Just picture this, Vendel's voice coming out of the cycle's giant <laughs> muscular body. <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> that was like my first thought when they were talking about using the cycle and Vendel. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh God, I can. I, I'm, I'm hoping that there's some kind of scene about that.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but I guess Wayne will teach him a little bit, uh, like how to do the accents better, so he won't sound quite so pretentious.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so that that cycle used what four different forms of or four different abilities i think it was they made four
1: spikes yeah Um, Mm -hmm.
0: so it'll be interesting uh, to see how they kind of get Vendel to oh yeah imitate that i don't think it'll be hard for a, a Chandra to pretend to be like a ferrochemists that can like pick mm-hmm. up their muscles. Because I would imagine yeah. a conjurer could just do that automatically. But the others, I don't know how they're gonna do that, or if they're just gonna try and stay out of situations where that would come up.
1: So yet healing as well, right? And we don't know mm-hmm. any other abilities that he mm-hmm. showed off. So yeah, I don't know. Because Yeah, as you said, the ferrochima- chemical abilities would be sort of easy to imitate the Mm -hmm. healing as well I think they kind of can just like knit their flesh back together but the if you had any elementary powers that (laughs) will be quite difficult for them to replicate yeah Hmm.
0: Yeah, but they didn't really go too much into their plan about getting into building Mm -hmm. though did they
1: but yeah it's uh, as you said earlier that Steris thinks about Marasi more as a a real sister now I guess and uh, Marasi thinks similarly like she Never really or she has always yeah, liked her or loved Steris but she never really looked fondly at her, mm-hmm. like like you would at a sister probably. And it's nice to see both of them agree in their own minds that they have grown closer and like sort of yeah, get along a lot better now. So
0: that's nice to see. It is really nice to see the original the previous chapter with Steris thinking about her relationship with Maracy, and then Maracy thinking about how she grew up with Steris and how Steris has changed so much. You know, seeing her lounge on the chair without mm-hmm. her shoes on, and she's got her notebook out, of course, but <laughs> she's not acting all prim and proper anymore. She's kind of find finds her own way now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could read an entire slice of life book that is just them, <laughs> I don't know, doing their daily business. and
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But I guess they have to get up to adventures, so we'll have to, unfortunately, <laughs> follow those. So,
0: speaking of which, it seems like it's going to be Marcy and Wayne doing all of the shooty-shooty, you know? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that Wax is going to be home with Steris working on the political side of things, which is an interesting change for him because he keeps talking about how he's getting older <laughs> and can't—, can't he's. Two decades too late for explosions or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's the end of an era. It's like both <laughs> out of literally and <laughs> <Yeah>. figured. <too. laughs> so, yeah. Um, I do wonder how Wex thinks about this in general. Like we have had, like we haven't had his thoughts for a while on the entire investigation thing. If he feels like he should go along, and like Marassi thinks about how he did ask ready to maintain his, uh, like, um, deputization status or whatever it's called. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. He, he probably would like to go along, but he does accept that, okay, yeah, he's a bit too old for it now, and Marasi can handle it herself with Wayne.
0: It kind of makes me feel like Wax and you are going to go with the Southerners and the whole political deal with... The Bands of Mourning, how the Southerners Wish they Had Never Given It Up, and And that Marcy and Wayne are gonna go to Bilming and deal with the set. That's mm-hmm. kind of my impression of this book. Yeah. So far. Yeah.
1: And I don't know how much of the Southerner plot we'll get. Because it feels like a lot in this book. Like we have mm-hmm. sort of Wax investigating all this magitech and I don't know experimentation. Then we mm. have, of course, the set that we have to deal with, and that's, as you said, I think that's definitely Marasi's and Wayne sort of thing, and maybe some input from Wex and Ceres on, like I don't know, if something happens in Elendel with in that regard. And I don't just don't see the tensions like breaking or like going mm-hmm. to the or going over the boiling point at this point with the Sunners because we can't have a war as well, <laughs> like alongside mm-hmm. the, all the other stuff. So I feel like that's going to mostly be set up for Era 3. And especially like with this new effectively nuclear bomb technology, we mm-hmm. are going to be much more in a position where it's going to turn into a Cold War sort of situation. So I do think that in Era 3, it's very likely that we're going to see something like that where we have a standoff mm-hmm. between the Southerners and the Northerners. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's it's hard to remember that this is the last book of a series, oh, yeah. technically, so I definitely feel the buildup for things, especially with the political tensions and all of that, but I just, I really feel like I don't know exactly where it's heading.
1: Oh yeah, no clue whatsoever.
0: <laughs> like, what what is the big final, you know, conclusion going to be for this? And then we do know that it's setting it up for Era 3. Like, that is a known thing. So, how is the conclusion going to introduce a new idea, you know?
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this chapter started really driving home that Harmony is frightened of this threat. Mm -hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. I've termed it like it's sort of an adventurous level threat, if you will. (laughs) I <laughs> go, so yeah. yeah. This is sort of like, this needs all the heroes on the spot and they need to work it's together. It's like an end of the
0: like an apocalyptic yeah. problem. But it the thing is, we're so in the dark about it. Like, what is the problem? We yeah. don't know what Trellium is. We don't know who Trell is.
1: But I guess uh, what I was trying to say is that it has me concerned for Harmony or says it, like that he might turn mm. into Discord, sort of this from Therese Prophecies. So, that whatever Trell does trigger some change in harmony that will be a major problem in Era 3, I guess. Well, yeah, this is
0: a perfect example of the explosion in the lab. Trellium affected harmonium. (laughs) And so. If we think about it, with the shards themselves, we have the trell and <laughs> harmony. Like the, it's going to create a big explosion. But the thing is, I just don't know what that's oh, going yeah. to look like. <laughs> no idea.
1: Just the ultimate foreshadowing. Like the metals interacting will see the shards <laughs> interacting
0: as well. And lots, lots of hype. Lots oh, of yeah. hype. I'm really excited for this book.
1: Oh so, so, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to finally start reading it next week. Like or the rest of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You saw like. I feel I sort of forget all that when I when we cover these weekly because it's like oh yeah it's coming in in dribbles and the next week the mm-hmm. floodgates will be open and yeah.
0: That's <laughs> how I felt when we were doing the Rhythm of War preview chapters, and so it'll be really fun to explore how we felt about these original chapters compared to the rest of the book oh, yeah. and <laughs> see what we've predicted.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I don't even want to know because Bren is just going to. Going into a completely different direction than anybody except expected. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see more invested meta energy transference events as harmony. Whatever that is. Thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> just drop a term and we'll see what's, yeah, what that means in the end.
0: <laughs> it makes me wonder if it has something to do with the spiritual aspect of people. Cause matter and energy, of course, in the physical, and then we have invested as a additional thing mm-hmm. <laughs> and somehow affecting this, this yeah. change from state of matter to energy with investiture.
1: <laughs> and I mean, there's always the sort of question should be asked that like, interacting with investiture usually requires some sort of intent. And so how does that factor in here? Like was the intent or the intent sort of very remotely was to split it into atium and erasium, the harmonium. Would this have happened if they didn't or hadn't tried to do this? Because I don't—I personally don't see why just like heating up the metal and stretching it apart mm-hmm. would affect it at all. Like, why should they do anything? Again, it's magic and everything, but mm-hmm. even within the magic, that sort of doesn't make sense to me. So, how important is intent to this? And mm-hmm. could you create something even more dangerous if you had the right intent? Who knows? Maybe we find out. <laughs>
0: I mean, we do see, so it's, I'm thinking about it like a triangle. We have matter, energy, Mm -hmm. investiture. So if we have, you know, matter, the harmonium and then energy, the heat, and then we have the investiture coming from the trillium spike, that's how it kind of reacts. So if something goes on with harmony himself. And things are changing and then Trillium comes into the picture. We're going <laughs> to see a big explosion. That's yeah. just my brain. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's, yeah.
1: I don't know. Hopefully we'll find out. <laughs> I don't want to be a scientist in the Cosmere. Like, it just makes things a lot more complicated if you have magic to think but about. But at the same
0: well. time, I really want to oh, be a scientist yeah. in the Cosmere.
1: <laughs> that, of course, definitely. I guess our scientists in our world will have similar feelings. Like, I don't want to do this, but I actually, actually want to want to.
0: It's just the the curiosity. Oh, yeah. I do have a final thought. If you don't have anything else. Nope, that's it. Before we started recording, I mentioned (laughs) that the chapter headings have have symbols, you know, allomantic symbols. And I was wondering, like, what did those mean? And I found out in the comments, I think on the tour article, that they were numerical symbols and just (laughs) like (laughs) I was like, oh, <laughs> it all it all is clear to me. So then I was thinking like so we had chapter sixteen, mm-hmm. which only had one, and then seventeen and eighteen had two. So what are those numbers? Is yes. that number there is sixteen, I'm assuming. yeah
1: so it's uh, the for seventeen it would be the symbol for sixteen and the one okay and So um yeah, it would be sixteen and one after it. And so this is not base 16. This is something different because base 16 is a positional system, like hexadecimal, as some people might know it.
0: Mm. Oh, but yeah. it's
1: Yeah, it's 16 base, uh, but it's actually Peter's uh, likened, or Peter Elstrom, the editor for Brendan, has likened it to the Japanese numeral system, where basically you have a symbol for every, like what would be powers of 10 in our system, like one, ten, 10, 100, and so on gets its own symbol in their system. So we have symbols from 1 to 16. Mm -hmm. And then we have one for 16, 256. uh, What's the next one? 4096, I think. (laughs) Uh, Maybe, maybe not. And they have individual symbols for that. And then the way their numeral system works is that they... You can directly convert from our hexadecimal system, or like a position hexadecimal system to theirs... By looking at okay, what digit have do I have in the ones place, and that always goes at the end. But if it's zero, you just Mm -hmm. don't have it, like you drop it. And so Mm -hmm. if you have it in the sixteenths place, then you put this. If you have a non-zero digit or number there, you go put six the symbol for sixteen, and in front of it you put how many sixteens go into it. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like our system in that like you can like you read it from left to right, and you just take. The powers and whatever, mm-hmm. but you always have the power listed to the right of the number that you do. So you have—I don't know—you could have four times two hundred sixty-five plus three times sixteen plus seven or whatever written out, and you could like you could def- you could basically read it as this multiplication and sum. Like it- so,
0: yeah. Got it. Yeah, I was thinking. So in our our numerical system, of course, base ten, we have are 11, 12, 13, 14. And so it goes to like 4, 10, mm-hmm. 5, 10, 6, yeah. 10, but in, in their system, of course, 16 is their number. So they have a special number, like 11 and 12 yeah. for, <laughs> for their 13, 14, 15, mm-hmm. and 16. And then it goes into the same kind of system as what we are using, yeah. but with 16 instead of 10.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know how the Japanese or like how Japanese does it for like naming the numbers. Mm. If it's, if it follows sort of that you just read off the numbers or if it's more like our system where like we have 50 and then I don't know 54 or whatever is mm-hmm. the sort of thing. But uh, yeah, for those interested looking in the, into the Japanese numeral system is w- what I'd recommend because it's basically <laughs> the same. The Japanese one is 10 based as well, like ours Mm-hmm. And you just substitute sixteen for the ten, and then you have the scattering system. Yeah, and I think
0: yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, because I thought that they were it was an alphabet, so I was like, <laughs> what does this mean? You know, and then I was thinking, oh well, maybe it's because you know they're talking about these certain types of metals or something. But no, it's yeah, no, <laughs> it's math. It's just, it's just math numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think
1: we have the symbols up to two hundred fifty-six. Is what we have. Hmm. So we can't count any higher than 4,095 right now (laughs) in the scattering system, but we probably will get some more No, That's not good
0: for these scientists.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They probably have their symbols, and I think the Japanese, they switch over to a different system after like 10,000 or whatever, and they'd count in like, how we would count in blocks of like a thousand, millions, billions, and so on, they'd count in like blocks or powers of 10,000. I think, mm. but I'm talking purely out of memory right now, so <laughs> might be completely different. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I just, I just thought that was really interesting, and I, I never even thought about that. So when I, when I saw chapter 16 and then 17 had mm-hmm. two, that's when it just finally clicked for me, and I realized <laughs> after I was reading through comments about what people were thinking, and yeah, so I learned something new today. <laughs> cool. So that was the last previews for chapter 16, 17 and 18 and the last lost previews before the lost metal comes out. Very, very exciting. Thank you so much for watching and for your comments and discussion on our forums, on our Discord, in the comment section, on our SoundCloud and YouTube. And thank you to our patrons on Patreon. Bye.
1: Maybe see you at Dragonsteel. Bye.